Welcome to the Ty Rainey Podcast. It's your man, Ty Rainey. Good morning, everybody. Or good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Ty Rainey Podcast. Uh, don't forget to hit that like and hit subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend that I'm out here telling friends to tell a friend to tell a friend. To hopefully they tell a friend on their telephone that the Ty Rainey Podcast is uh, broadcasting on all streaming platforms. And I appreciate it if you do that. So tell a friend to tell a friend. And tell a friend to tell that friend. And um, we're going to get into it, man. How's everybody doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great out here in this beautiful, crisp November weather. Uh, it's the second week of November, I believe, and it's been uh, it's been chilly. Last week, it got a mild day of like 75, 80 degrees. And, you know, it's the same shit every year. We get to this time of year, everybody, it's so cold, it's so cold. We're in the Northeast, it should be this cold. Um, if it was any warmer, I think something was up. I definitely think something was was definitely happening, or something was about to happen. But it's, no, it's typical November weather. Things are good. We're doing a bunch of college visits and stuff with my son. Um, we just had a college visit up in um, upstate New York at Purchase College. Which is a beautiful college, beautiful college campus. Um, it's in Purchase, New York. I believe the town is Purchase. And um, I'm not going to say it's an art school, but they have a pretty strong arts department, which is what my son my son is interested in, movies and um, filming and all that stuff. And I hope to God that he can find something that he's um, going to be happy doing as a profession. You know, because getting into movies and editing and stuff, that's a tough nut to crack, man pause but um if you do your work and you focus and you and you make the contacts you could definitely get in there i have all the confidence in my world that my son's going to be successful as at, at whatever he does i just want him to um you know be fulfilled and i i want him to get what he needs out of the schools that he's looking at um right now he's looking he's really leaning towards sva uh school of visual arts and that's in New York. He did a, a pre-college program, and he's really leaning towards that. He had the taste of uh, college campus life in the city. Um, it's cool. Scares the shit out of his mother and I, but it's cool, you know. I just want him to weigh out his options, because you do have options, son. All right? But that's for anybody, any parent out there with their kids looking at colleges, you know, um good luck hang in there i know it's a lot of visits i know it's a lot to take in um but you know there was there's plenty before you that was at this process and there's gonna be plenty after you so um let's hang in there fight the good fight and uh let's help our children make these uh these sound decisions so they can be productive productive human beings in the future all right so enough of that enough of that shit right let me get back to it. It's still early. My lips are still kind of warming up and, you know, a little cold out here. Ah, take a sip of my coffee. Oh. But let me, um, I do want to bring up one thing before I get too deep into the podcast. And I really, I don't have too much shit to talk about. Um, like I said, I like to get to the good part and all the stuff that's interesting to me. But, uh. I produced my first show out here in Trenton, New Jersey. Yay! So that that deserves a round of applause. I've been sitting on my hands for the past two or three for the past three years I've been here, 
and I finally just got, you know, my shit together and um, produced a show at the NJ Weedman. They did have a, a comedy show there, um, so I'm kind of piggybacking off of what was there before. Um, yeah, there was a, a Jay Freed. He was the first one that had a show there about three years ago, and he would book me for you know, a couple of his shows, and then, um, my man, uh, Mr. Direct, Mr. Marklin Direct, he was doing his monthly there, and, um, you know, he stopped or whatever, and, and, and now I'm putting my bid in, and, um, I, I think there's going to be some su success with this one. I think the difference, uh, between what those guys are doing and what I'm doing is that, the infrastructure at the Weed Man, they just finished doing a whole lot of construction, so they have an indoor space that's, I'm not going to say it's crazy conducive for comedy, but it will work, right? It's like a little hallway. Um, I've performed in smaller places, smaller venues, um, and, and got a great output. So I'm totally confident as to what we have and what we can do. Um, we had a funny, sh fun show. Show started at 8 o'clock. I don't know if I want to do online tickets. It seemed like... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. It seemed like online tickets would be ideal. Right? Um, just so you can get some kind of like a uh, head count of how many people are coming to the show. So anybody doing any kind of shows, I do recommend using Inventbrite or some kind of ticket system. Right? Mm. Only reason why is that you can always get ticket sales online. Makes it easier for people just to buy tickets if they feel like they want to go that moment. Because sometimes you get moment people. In that moment, oh, I want to go. And they'll go and they'll buy the tickets. And then when the night of the show comes, they don't show up. Well, the beauty of that is that they already bought their tickets. So that ticket becomes like a donation, right? So I'm thinking doing like an online presence with the ticket sales. You know, that would be cool. Uh, right now they sell them at the door. It's out of the NJ Weed Man restaurant. It's not inside the actual dispensary, even though all that stuff is connected. But this restaurant is on the side. You can um, smoke in there from what I understand. They have hookah and everything. Um, it was a great night, man. Um, it was a great night. I'm telling you, Thursday night was dope. Um, I had some, had a couple come in and, and there at 8 o'clock, which was pretty dope because they seen me perform, um, open up for Nate Jackson at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick. And I just can't thank them enough. Thank you guys for coming out. It's just, it's amazing. It, it's, it always trips me out when people say, hey, man, I'm here to see you. I'm like, oh, okay, how'd you hear about it? Did you see it on Facebook? You know, the flyer? Or did you see it on Instagram? And they're like, no, we saw you at the Stress Factory, and we thought you were funny as hell. And I'm like, wow, I'm still, like, kind of taken aback by that. You know, I've been, I've been performing, doing comedy for close to 20 years, and, um, you know, I really appreciate everyone that um, that likes my, my, my comedy you know, who, who takes interest in my comedy, who supports me. And I really do support, uh, I really do appreciate that. I don't take any of that for granted. So thank you once again for coming out and supporting a brother. Um, cause sometimes you just don't know if people are out there supporting you. 
You know, you see people liking your flyer and people liking your t- content. But, you know, I haven't, you know, I do a couple of shows where, you know, paid gigs and they're more private stuff or, hey, Ty, we need you to fill in this spot. I do my time. People laugh after the show. People want to shake hands, maybe a photo or two. And, you know, they appreciate it. They said you're really funny. I get all that. I understand that. But it's different when people show up for you at a show. You know, we had a couple of shows. Um, when I say a couple of we, I, I mean um, my brother Ray Gibbs and uh, CJ Cracks. When we did our Heart of the City show in New Brunswick, those people came out to see us, which was dope. And I'm just saying that it's a different feeling when people come out solely to see you. So when you are the feature or the the, the headliner, um, the main attraction, you know, the person that is putting the 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 the, the, the asses in the seats, right? It's a different type of uh, feeling. You know, it's a really appreciative, humbling kind of feeling. So thank you guys for coming out. Um, but other than that. Show was dope, you know. Will Wright was there. Uh, Ray Gibbs headline. Ray Gibbs was uh, high as shit. We was all smoking weed. Ray Gibbs was out of his mind. He's crazy. He's still funny, but he was. Let's see. He was a little beside himself. Um, the weed man went OT. This 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 brother starts passing out eighths of weed to everybody in the room, and everybody's happy. Everybody's rolling up, and uh, you know. It was a good time, but I must say this. If you're not a smoker, you may not enjoy the show. You'll, you'll enjoy the show. You just might not enjoy the smoke. That's all I want to say, right? As a disclaimer. Um, Ray didn't pace himself. He was smoking a lot of weed. Um Seemed like he lost a little bit of his thought, but he still pushed through. It was funny to watch because I'm watching this dude like, damn, he just started that fucking joke and then stopped. And it started and stopped and talked about something else. I was like, he's fucking hot. It's funny as hell watching your, your homies up, up on stage flaring their arms like that. It was funny because this is a small venue. It's not going to ruin his career. You know, we had a we had a solid crowd of 20 people, but it was a small room. So it seemed like 20,000. Right. But it was just funny to watch. Everybody was laughing, had a good time. Um, you know, they were like, oh my God, he passes out apes. I, you know, it was just a dope ass show for a first show. It seems like the owner was very happy, um, just with the outcome of the show. And, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to, I wasn't going to let this show fail. You know, I want to get things, you know, on point, on time working. You know what I mean? Like clockwork, like at eight o'clock, it was people already there. Um, there was two ladies that was also there. They were there for a karaoke, which they're not having no more because the comedy came into the picture. Hello, ladies. Hello. Come on down for these laughs. Come and get these jokes, ladies. These ladies were in their 50s, a little bit older women. So, you know, you got to learn how to, you got to know how to talk to the older women. You know what I mean? You got to learn how to talk to them. I can't even call them older women. These, these, these women, my goddamn age, I'm older now. Fuck, I'm talking about older women. I'm older now. You got to learn how to talk to people, youngin. So these ladies stayed, and then the two couple, the couple I mentioned earlier who came out, who saw me at the stress. And one thing about me, man, 
the comedians were there. They were on time. Thank you, Ray and uh, Will. Appreciate that. And they also came with my man, uh, Michael Sean from Philly. Uh, Michael Sean from the radio. He was on the radio with Miss Jones for a few years. Very funny comedian. He stopped doing did a couple minutes. So the audience even got a treat. It was dope. But one thing about me, and um, it was only three or four people there. It was like quarter after eight. I felt a certain way about the two people that came there specifically off of the muscle, off of me, right? They seen me somewhere and they said, yo, we want to see this brother somewhere else. Or the, 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 the boyfriend put it together, said, yo, this brother, we seen him at the stress factory. He's funny. Let's go check him out at this weed man joint. They had no idea what the fuck they were walking into. They had no idea what they were getting into. And it's so funny, you know, when you get messages on social media, you know, somebody hits you in the DM. Somebody's in your DM. You wonder who the fuck is it? Because I got regular friends that I talk to in my messages. I have a message group with the homies I grew up with, went to high school with, grammar school with. I got my comedian DM friends, you know, and just my regular friends, you know. Uh, we send in videos and shit back and forth, talking or whatever. I get a DM from a brother asking me, it was it a DM? It was a comment about the ticket sale. And the comment came through Facebook. Now, this is another thing, too, with the social media stuff. Everything is so fucking um, intertwined now. I post something on Instagram thinking it's just, you know, exclusive to Instagram. And then Facebook got it because I hit some sharing shit and it's sharing everything. So this brother hit me up on Facebook replying, asking uh, can we buy tickets online? That's why I bought up the ticket online uh, situation earlier. So, um, back to my point. When that couple walked up in there, I don't think they were expecting what they got. Um, you know, they were probably thinking it was a different type of venue, uh, more cozy and things like it was a little different this venue neither one of them smoked uh they had hookahs and stuff they didn't want no hookahs they got a restaurant they didn't want nothing to eat um i don't even know if they got nothing to, something to drink these niggas was doing like a stand-in um it almost looked like a couple protests but they was laughing they was having a good time but they didn't want shit they ain't smoke. There was smoke all over the place. And I really tipped my hat to them because those niggas stayed to about 10 something i would have been fucking tapped out i'd have waved I'd say, yo, man, good to see you. You was great. That was it. But when they first got there, this is my point I was fucking making. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm running around. It's early. It was 8.15. They were there. The, the, the two karaoke ladies were there. That makes four people and then three comedians. And one more person who was a friend of a comedian, right? I start the show. I crack the mic. I start doing material jump right into whatever the fuck i gotta jump into to entertain these people and they're laughing having a good time we talking this and, this and that it almost seems like i'm a motivational speaker with a microphone and i'm just motivating four people and it's a narrow hallway type uh room setup so it's a cordless mic i'm sitting right next to these niggas talking into the microphone i'm asking them shit like hey you drive here no, not you, you. And I'm sitting right next to him. But I'm talking and then I get into some some of my shit. And they having a good time. You know? They they seem to be having a good time. 
you know, my whole point of doing that is that the show starts at eight. And I hate to I hate to see the people suffer who get there at eight o'clock who can't see the show until nine, nine fifteen because people are late. And this is no no shock to anybody. It's just that the it was a miscommunication with the promo. One person was saying nine, everybody else was saying eight. And hey, you know what's so funny? The flyer even said eight. So the flyer really has the last say in anything. So shout out to the niggas who can't read. But if they did get this by word of mouth, they just got the time wrong, which is no big deal. I'm glad y'all asses came. A whole slew of women came through. A couple dudes came through. We ended up having a fucking hell of a show. It was dope. Smoke all over the place. People were drinking. It was a lot of fun. It was an after-hour spot at the NJ Weed Man in Trenton. Uh, uh, uh. Trenton is something else. It's still Trenton. People don't want to come down and hang out at Trenton. I get it. Trenton has like a weird stigma about it. And I'm not even going to hold you. Trenton does have its areas. Just like any other spot, Trenton has its areas. The unique spot, the unique thing about the the NJ Weed Man, this guy's setup is across the street from the Capitol building. How he does it, I have no idea. It's legal in New Jersey. You know, marijuana is legal now in New Jersey. It's a different type of energy and vibe. Um, you know, it, it's people there at the at the weed band NJ or NJ Weedman. What have I? What I've experienced? They're laid back. It's, it's it's nice folks that traffic through there to purchase edibles, flour, vapes, food. They've been good people. Um, the staff is friendly. He employs a lot of kids. Not a lot of kids. I can't say kids because you got to be over twenty one. But a lot of young adults, he employs them. Um, you know, you know, they smoke weed anyway. But some of them don't smoke and they work there. And I get it. You know, they work in the restaurant. He's providing the community with, you know, with a service. And, um, you know, this place needs some, 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 um, some traffic. So I want to shake things up. I want to add some um, specials, you know, maybe to the menu. Maybe do like a, a, a deal. You know, you buy an entree, you get, you know, you get an entree and you buy that one too. That'd be the deal. You buy every fucking thing, you know, or you pay to get in one, you know, admits one plus, you know, you pay for an entree, you know, one entree minimum. I'm trying to do something with this place in Trenton, man, because um, ain't shit going on down here. It could be more going on down here in Trenton. It could be a lot more. I mean, it's the state fucking capital. There's this place I'm going to check out. It's a private club. And it's it's exclusive to politicians and the lobbyists and shit that are down here in Trenton. Um, Damn, what's the name of this club? Uh, let me let me go to my let me go to my DMs. You know, it's so funny driving. um driving around pe- driving people around in um lift i ran into so many interesting people i ran into this one young lady a couple weeks ago her name is kim shout out to kim who's also in it nice young lady she's also it and in, in a barista or she was a barista and she just had a wealth of knowledge as far as the the spots to hit up in trenton so i really appreciate all the information she sent me in my um instagram so uh they have an event 
at this place, November 15th. That's Wednesday. It's a wine and whiskey Wednesdays. Members and non-members welcome. Designed for legislators, lobbyists, and business professionals who work in or around Trenton. The Lobby Club welcomes you to our Wine and Whiskey Wednesday. So this is an exclusive club, and I want to I want to go in there. I want to go in there and solicit services. You know, if this if this is the exclusive club, then you guys need an exclusive night for entertainment. And I'll go in there and I'll do I'll do one night. I'll do one hour. No, that's no, too much. That's too much. That's too. Let me hold up. I'm talking too much shit. Hold up. I'm in there yelling. I'll do one fucking hour in this bitch, and I'll show you motherfuckers what's funny. No, um, I'll go in there, you know, and um, you know, talk to somebody. Want to set up a show? You know, check the room out. Um, if they need like a sample show, I'll put together a sample show. You know, if they just want one comedian for a sample, I'll be that one comedian. I just see room for opportunity down here, you know. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and check that out and um, get that get that rolling, you know. Because I think there's a lot of little places like this tucked away in Trenton that black folk don't know about, or maybe certain black folk don't know about, or maybe people maybe black folk know about and they don't give a fuck about it. You know, it's some stuff that we just don't care about. You know, we see it. We're like, all right, yeah, I know about that. That's they thing. You know, it's not even no narration. It's just different. You know, I think, you know, different cultures, we just chill different. You know, we think of chilling and entertaining a different way. You know, the music, the vibe, the atmosphere. You know, I'm sure that bar looks fly as hell inside this wine and, and whiskey gallery or the wine and whiskey night that they're having because this, this bar looks swanky as shit. It, it, you can't even tell what's in it. It's, it's painted all black from the outside. The windows are black. Everything's black. And it, it has this very mysterious look. So I definitely got to get it in this small fucking building. I have to. I have to get in this. And it, it has some kind of RSVP. I'm going. It's whiskey and wine by the glass specials. Light bites will be served. RSVP. So it's called the Lobby Club. There we go. That's the name of the spot. It's called the Lobby Club. Um, the Lobby Club in Trenton, New Jersey. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to be in the building at the Lobby Club. And 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 mark my words, I'm going to do a show at the Lobby Club. I'm do I'm putting it out right now. I'm putting it in the atmosphere right now. I will be doing shows at the Lobby Club for these lobbyists, politicians, and businessmen. I will be. We're going to have a fucking great time, too. We gotta have a fucking great time. They're gonna be like, oh shit, who the fuck is this dude? They're like, yeah, you should have let this get, yeah, you should have known me sooner. Oh, I'm looking at some pictures of this place. Oh, this place is swanky as fuck. Oh, man. Oh. I see where all the money's going. These niggas got conference rooms in the bar. How you got a conference room in the bar? <laughs> oh, shit. 
Oh man, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Excuse me. These bastards are in there drinking and got a conference room to keep creating the glass ceiling to oppress women and black people. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. You got a conference room in there because these niggas can't break away from fucking work. I gotta take a call real quick, Jimmy. Hey, you tell Dan I'll be I'll be um I'll be out in like ten minutes. This call shouldn't take long. I'm on the phone with Manila. Yeah, I'm about to sell him a whole bunch of fucking pipe cleaners for four million dollars. Got a contract, got a pipe cleaner contract so they can make little pipe cleaner uh people. A pipe cleaner uh little farm. Like like a little part like 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 have we have Legos? We're gonna make pipe cleaner uh people for them. And we're gonna sell them. I gotta send them like five bundles of pipe cleaners. All different colors. The kids love them. The kids, they love them. Yeah, this place is swanky as shit, man. Um, yeah, I don't even know what. They're showing conference rooms with. And, and the bathroom's nice. You know, um, the outside, they're showing the folded napkins that looks like um, a woman's vagina. That's what it looks like. It's a triangle folded napkin. It just looks crazy. I don't know. That's my visual on it. It just looks very nasty. Uh, open to the public until one. Uh, okay, this is a sign they had up there, and you know, just another pictures of the of the place. It looks nice. I mean, it looks nice and clean. I mean, it should, shit. But I'm in there. I'm I'm bringing my ass up in there. I'm crashing the party. I'm like, what's up, lobbyists, business businessmen. Politicians, where the weed at? No, I, they, they know where the weed is at. But I'm gonna be up there sipping whiskey, rubbing elbows. I'll have a couple of business cards on me. It's business casual, so I'm not gonna go in there with a whole fucking suit. What? I will have, I will have to dust the old shoe off. If you know what I mean. I don't want to go up in there with sneakers. So I think I'm going to have to dust the old shoesies off. Yeah. Rub a little brown polish on the shoe. Wear a khaki. Wear a khaki pant. A khaki pant. A brown shoe. A khaki pant. And your dress attire is dressed casual. Yeah, man. All you need is a brown shoe, a khaki pant, and a shirt. A shirt with buttons. Don't wear a hoodie with a with a uh, with a brown shoe and khaki pants. That's when you truly giving up on fashion. You wearing brown shoes with like a, a fucking supreme hoodie and khakis. Don't talk to me. I don't care if you. It's like a hard bottom shoe. It's not like a Rockport. It's not like a um. You know, a Vasque, a Gore-Tex shoe, nice boot. That's okay. You are wearing a hard-bottom shoe with khaki pants and a hoodie. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. It's unacceptable. Another thing that's unacceptable. I seen some things online. It was cracking me up. And my homie was explaining to me that it's part of our generation's fault that these children are being so well protected. And he explained it to me that 
our generation got away with doing so much reckless, dangerous shit, you know, very similar to the generation before us. You know, probably the generation before us probably had it. It was probably crazier as far as recklessness and safety. Growing up as a child, I'm talking do I'm talking about being a child doing childhood stuff in the parks that was deemed to be unsafe that kids may not do now. Um, I don't even know, but maybe there's a regulation now with jungle gym height. I know some of the jungle gyms I grew up on, they were tall as shit. It was kids falling off jungle gyms every summer breaking their collarbones. That was a the thing. They might as well just had a collarbone kiosk on the side of the jungle, on the side of the playground just for these jungle gyms. They were made out of metal. They were like metal bar constructs. They were dope. You could play tag on them and stuff. There was no grip. Um, some of them did not have any kind of wood chips or padding at the in the ground. You know, if you fell. No, it was just pretty much um, dirt. You know, some of them were, were cement. You know, I played on a couple of concrete jungle gyms. You know, just because I was just around going different places. But in Montclair, we had a couple of dirt jungle gyms. You know, or grass underneath. Hillside got, you know, a little, they got advanced first, I think, Hillside. They had that first installment of new jungle gyms, and that's when they put the wood chips. That's when the wood chips were new. Damn, that's how old I am. I'm fucking wood chips old. I'm wood chips on the playground as a new idea old. That's how old I am. Am I? Did they always use wood chips? They did, but they weren't as good, right? I don't know. I think the wood chip technology, and now we got soft sponge tracks. Like, like sponge, well, they had a sponge track at Montclair State, you know, for years since the 80s. But now the jungle gyms are like a sponge material. But back in the day, this shit was like wood chips. I remember at Brookdale Park, they had probably the most dangerous jungle gym that looked like something that belonged in the water. It looked like a broken, like a broke bunch of broken pieces of a pier um, in Brookdale Park. It was like these giant, like, pieces of wood and metal kind of jungle gym apparatus that had, like, six-foot gaps where you had to jump from one plank that was about eight inches wide to another one that was eight inches. It was some real... It was like the first Ninja Warrior type shit ever. I kid you not. And we used to play tag on this shit. And sometimes we would play soccer in the same field and then run over there and try to play tag. And some niggas would try to play tag in fucking cleats on this wood and slide and damn near kill themselves. And the splinters in this wood was as big as chopsticks. Like this, this was not polished, finished wood. And, and then there was also a slide in that same area in Brookdale Park. This is the 80s. In the same area, there was a slide, a very tall slide. And I don't think this slide was regulation. This slide was big. This slide was tall. This slide was tall. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, this slide was tall as shit. This slide was at least two stories. Two stories. The sliding board was at least three feet, well, enough for one person. I think you could squeeze two little skinny motherfuckers down the slide, but at least it was a, a metal slide. And let me tell you, if you went there and you went to get on the slide at noon, 
and it's summertime or one o'clock, and that slide and that sun's been on that slide all morning, and you try to get on, oh Lord, you will burn the skin off your ass. In the summer on that slide, in the summer on that slide, that slide was not being used at all. You couldn't use that slide until dusk. You know what I mean? You couldn't use that slide until like 6.30 at night. When the sun was just about to go down, the sliding board is cooled off. Because you can make hot dogs on that damn slide. You know that. That slide was hot as hell. You can feel the heat coming off of that. You have to go down in some kind of sack, like a potato sack or something, just to protect your skin from that slide. That slide was going to scold you. Or you would stick to it. Oh, my God. You know how many children was put on that slide or they went down that slide and they didn't realize. And you hear them screaming as they come in ah! because the skin is getting burned by that, that damn son in the babysitter or the mother just feels or the father. They feel terrible. Oh, my God. Go get them. Go get them. Um, baby. Slide them. Burned your ass up. Butter jungle gyms was dangerous. And the wood chips was big chips. It was big as kindle wood. Like kindling wood. You know the wood to start a fucking fire. You know the little the, the pieces of the wood that they use to start like a campfire. Or even an indoor fire. You know in the fireplace. But the kindle wood is about like three four inches long. About a half inch wide. Maybe an inch wide. So the wood chips were even dangerous. You couldn't even really run. You can run on them, but it was like, I don't know, man. It was like running on, like, dominoes, nigga. It was bad. Mm. But those were the days we didn't know no better. But then the things got advanced. But we have created an environment for kids where we feel we have to make it so much safer. And... In some respects, we do. It's important. Children's safety is important. But you got to admit, this safety looks goofy as shit. I've seen kids ice skating, right? And there's nothing wrong with ice skating. I grew up ice skating. In Montclair, let me tell you, Montclair was so fucking dope. It had a little bit of every fucking thing, and everybody was doing a little bit of everything. That was the cool thing about Montclair. Um, you know, that people don't get. And maybe it's changed over my era. You did a little bit of everything because a little bit of everything was fucking there. I learned how to ice skate. We have an ice skating ring out there. Um, the Clary Anderson Arena in Montclair. It's across the street from Woodman Field. Um, down the street from Montclair High. And I, I learned how to ice skate there years ago. 80 shit, man. And you get out on the ice. You know, I had figure skates at first. You get out on the ice. You fucking fall in. People are fucking breaking collarbones. There's a lot of collarbones being broke back then. There's collarbones being broken. And I remember falling, taking L's. You know, not, you know, falling bad, but falling on my ass. 
you know, I had a friend of mine who fell. Somebody rolled over his finger, cut his finger one time. He had to get stitches. You know, this is some hardcore shit. I don't even know if he got stitches. I think he just wrapped the shit up and, and went around two more laps. And then the ice ice safety police said, oh, you got to leave. You're bleeding all over the ice. So it was whatever. You know what I mean? This is how we grew up. And, um, you know, I learned how to skate. You know, I ended up getting hockey skates and everything. I really, you know, when I got into stuff, I got into shit. You know, my mother would get a, get the shit for me. I was an only child. You could say I was spoiled. I was loved. I didn't have everything I want. But um, I, w- I wasn't um, hurting for nothing. But um, this shit was fun, skating like that. We even ice skated on ponds. When I got my hockey skates and really started skating, I was ice skating on the pond at Brookdale Park. Yeah, before they drank that little last pond. We was ice skating on there playing hockey. Hockey's a different animal. I can't ice skate with the stick and deagle the puck. That's tough. I can't do that. Got to be honest with you. That's some white guy shit. There are some brothers out there playing. I appreciate you brothers hold it down for us, but I don't have the coordination for doing it. It's not even white guy shit. It's just coordination of holding the fucking stick and skating at the same time you know and hitting the puck and controlling the shit and uh, and watching out for the person it's too much i'm not that great on the skates right i gotta concentrate when i'm about to make a left turn you know um right i'm going good i'm right i'm right i'm going good i'm good going right but making a left i gotta concentrate a little bit but i seen a clip of these kids now ice skating around these kids got helmets on and shit now, helmet, I can understand, because these kids nowadays, they have no kind of sense of bracing themselves, so they fall, they all fall like fucking toddlers, their necks whip back and shit, their heavy ass heads are just whipping them around and taking them whatever direction and slamming them into other people, it, it, yeah, because their heads are just heavy, you know, these kids are smart, so their heads are heavy, they don't, they don't control their bodies that well. You know, so they got to throw helmets on them to protect their minds because this is the future. You know, these are the great minds of the future. We got to pr- protect them, but we want them to be somewhat athletic and, and, and experience something. So they slap helmets on them. That's nothing new. You know, my son went to school, um, went ice skating and, and, and had a helmet. They, they, they asked the kids, bring your bicycle helmet. And at first I was like, nah. And then my son, you know fell in the driveway one time just you know just running from the car to the front door and i said stop running and he just fell damn near on his face so i said you know what maybe maybe the helmet's not a bad idea so the helmet i do understand right for safety on the ice for kids yeah throw the helmet on them let them be safe i don't want any kids having any kind of head trauma but in this clip i seen online these kids were ice skating now, not only did they have helmets on, but these kids had fucking walkers. Yeah, like these, and it's like skating assistants. They look like walkers. They look like geriatric kids on ice, on skates, trying to get around in a circle. And they were falling and shit. And they, like some of them were assisted with adults. But these little kids had walkers. Had walkers. All of them. It was it was crowd it was crowded. It was too much it was too much apparatus on the ice. Too much assistance. Let these kids fall. Let these kids 
learn a little bit of about balance. Let them figure it out. You know, it should maybe be one or two kids on this damn thing, on this apparatus, right? Maybe one or two. But everybody? Everybody got a walker? Damn. And everybody got helmets. And everybody got walkers. And everybody, almost everybody got an assistant. We are doing something to our kids, which are crazy, because they are growing up knowing everything because they're smart and they're exposed to a lot of stuff online, through the phones, through the computers. But they have no actual experience of any of the stuff that they really, really probably enjoy or things that they would like to do or feel they might be good at. But without the experience, how would you know? In your head, you just feel that way. You know, in your head. My son found that out early. But my my son, he told me early too. He's like, Dad, I'm not going to be one of those sports kids. Now, it's not like I was pushing sports on him, but we were getting him involved in sports programs, trying to get him involved. And he just kind of turned to me and said, Dad, I'm more of an arts and science kid. I'm not into um, the sports like that. He's like, I know that was your thing, but that's just not me. I'm not into the stuff like that. I was like, nothing? He's like, nah. He's like, I'm not into any of the sports. I was like, damn. All right. And that just kind of left it at that. And that's sometimes that's how you got to just leave it. I I have no problem with that. I appreciate him even saying that to me. Because that saved us thousands on programs and shit that he's just going to waste our money in. You know, as far as, you know, forcing your kid into all these sports programs. And he's like, I fucking hate him. I don't even like it. But it does help him socially and, and, and gets him active and, and, and healthy. And he gets all that, right? He He plays. He runs. You know, he does track, he does fencing, he does his own thing that he that he's into, right? But these kids, they don't have any experience because I remember one time when he said he wanted to play baseball and we were playing a lot of Wii Sports baseball or something Mario baseball on, on, on Nintendo Wii. And I said to him, you want to play baseball? He's like, yeah. I love baseball. He's like, yeah, I love baseball. I'm like, wow, really? I didn't know you love baseball like that. He's like, yeah, I love baseball. I'm good at it. All right, cool. So we go and I get the mitt and all that stuff. And we start to play catch. And he's like, well, wait a minute. I don't play with a mitt. I'm like, well, shit. What kind of baseball are you playing? He's like, I play baseball, you know, the, the weed baseball. I'm good with that. You know, I can, I know I can hit the ball. So I'm like. Alright, but a part of the baseball is also catching the ball. Got a bat. He couldn't hit the ball. He couldn't catch the ball. He got hit by the ball playing catch with me and told told my wife I threw the ball at him. And it hit him in the face. He said, Daddy just threw the ball at my face. I said, baby, we're playing catch. And he, I'm showing him how to hold the glove. He just, it just went right in his face. He held the glove up, but he didn't put the glove like in front where the ball at. He just put the, he thought I was going to aim it at the glove. And I was trying to aim it at the glove, but 
He should have moved. I don't, you know, I'm not a baseball player either, but I can catch. I know to move my face. But, um, you know, these kids need to actually, you know, apply this stuff. So I, I, I like the safety with the ice skating and the helmets, but I got to say now nah on these goddamn walkers. You know, these kids, if they're really going to learn then let them let them learn even at the and even at the roller skating ring i think they'd probably do that shit with the walkers but you know unless you have a disability some kind of balance problem leave those goddamn walkers alone and get those kids out there and let them live life let them you know get a couple of bangs and bruises protect their heads yeah put helmets on them but listen let them be out there and let them be kids all right i'm ty rainy i'm out of here i'm done with this shit peace